Welcome to another episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah. Follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah, along with Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at Woodon1063. You can hear him on Vizen. You can get his picks at FatJackSports.com. And if you listen to last week's episode for preview of UFC 271, nothing but winners. We did nothing a very good winners. job. Yeah, we had a good night. We had some good props that, that landed, some opinions as well. It was an overall very good night. I'm happy that you and I were texting each other late uh, into the Saturday night, and you're like, you know, blah, 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 and this, you know, and I gave you a couple of other winners, so it was good. No, absolutely. So anything to take away from the, from UFC 271 before we move on to UFC fight night that's taking place on Saturday? I mean, I had mentioned it. I think Israel Adesanya is a something special, and he proved his dominance once again. I mean, he won for five rounds against a guy that's, you know, deemed to be the second best middleweight in the world, and he, there really wasn't a threatening moment for Israel Adesanya. We talked about the fact that it was going to go over because Robert Whitaker was going to probably take a more tentative and wrestling approach, which he did. But Israel Adesanya was going to outpoint him on the feet. So we, you know, we had the prop of uh, Israel Adesanya via decision, and that that cashed extremely well. And then Bobby Green. Bobby Green is the man. I mean, first and foremost, he was victorious uh, to open up the main card. Looked extremely impressive over there. And now we're going to be talking about him in two weeks because he's stepping up on short notice, filling in for Benil Dariush uh, against Islam Makashev or Habib Nurmagomedov 2.0. He's a very big underdog uh, in two weeks, but we'll talk about that and, and how just he's the man. Like, Bobby Green's the man stepping up on short notice to, to, to fill in a main event slot. So, like, as far as, you know, regular boxing goes, we know these, these guys, like, fight once, twice a year, something like that. With these guys that are stepping up, so it'll be three weeks from his last fight, what kind of preparation? Like, do you just kind of go, like, you just go right back into it? How much rest, how much prep do you do before you start training for the next fight? I mean, it's going to depend on how much damage they took, uh, what happened those two to three days, because those fighters will blow up. They'll they'll let loose. Uh, but for a guy like Bobby Green, who's a veteran, who's been there before, been doing this for years, he always stays ready. He always stays in fight and shape. And despite the fact that his fight went three rounds uh, last Saturday night, uh, he didn't take too much damage, so it won't be a lot for him to do. And, you know, also a guy like Islam Makashev, who, you know, basically, like I mentioned, he's, you know, Nurmagomedov 2.0. There isn't a lot to game plan for because you know what he's going to bring to the octagon. And granted, he, he might have improved on something maybe stylistically between the last time you saw him and now. But bottom line is, Bobby Green knows he's going to have to keep this fight on the feet and he's going to have to stand. And so as long as you don't have to really alter your game plan, it won't be too much for Bobby Green to become in fight and shape uh, here next weekend. So we'll get into those in a couple of weeks. But right now, UFC fight night, Walker versus Hill. Jamal Hill, a minus 255 favorite. Johnny Walker, plus 210. It's going to take, a, honestly, Jordan, it's going to take a lot for me to not bet on a guy named Johnny Walker. I figured like, as is, much. It, I figured. Is, That's what I, you know, I texted you the other day. Like, man, Abdallah's going to have a lot of fun with, with breaking down this fight with a guy by the name of Johnny Walker. He's only got one win in his last four appearances. Um, honestly, like, what do we need to know just surface area about this fight going in? You know, two lesser known. Obviously, these fight nights are the lesser known guys, not the big main event guys for UFC 271, the upcoming UFC 272, the main pay-per-views. But, like, what should people know going into this fight about these two guys? This is going to be a fun fight. I mean, what, you know, it wasn't supposed to be the main event. We had the main event fall out of this fight card. But now we've got two light heavyweights. They're on the cusp of the top ten that are just going to stand and look to knock each other out. Neither one of them has ever attempted a takedown. 
Not gotten a takedown. <laughs> attempted a takedown. They just don't care. And the, Yeah, they just do not care. Johnny Walker burst onto the scene. Three knockouts uh, in his first three fights. He struggled now a little bit against upper-tier competition. You mentioned that one win in his last four. Actually, if you go back and watch that fight, it was a TKO victory over Ryan Spann. Ryan Spann knocked him out twice like during that fight, and somehow, miraculously, uh, he recovered. Uh, so, you know, look, he's a wild man out there. He's extremely athletic. This is a guy that s- separated his shoulder celebrating a first-round victory in the UFC. Oof. Like he was doing the worm or, or some sort of dance that I can never do. Uh, of course, but like he separated his shoulder and then like had to be out for six months. He went. He, he's now it's such tra- a dumb way to get hurt too. It's it's like, like uh, Gramatica, you know, when he was celebrating yeah. and he twisted his ankle. Like, I know uh, you're going to celebrate, but and you can't. It's a freak injury and stuff like that. But come on, guys, come comple- on, guys. completely dumb. So you know he's altered his game plan a little bit for his last two fights. Uh, he's gone to SBG Ireland. That's the famed camp uh, that Conor McGregor tra- uh, trains at, and and the whole thing around Johnny Walker was calming him down, you know, making him more composed inside the octagon. That's not who Johnny Walker is. You're, you're, you're taking away the, the strength of a guy that's a wild man out there, that's extremely athletic, uh, can throw a variety of different strikes out there. Uh, so we'll see how he comes into this fight because that strategy lost him. His last fight, uh, a unanimous decision lost to Tiago Santos. Mm-hmm. Jamal Hill is, is a killer. He's from Chicago. Uh, he has, you know, nine wins, one loss. Uh, that one loss was to the Bear Jew, Paul Craig, another one of the best nicknames in mixed martial arts. Uh, his arm was snapped off. If you go oh. back and look at that UFC fight, uh, it was a first-round finish. Jamal Hill doesn't want to go to the ground either, as I mentioned, zero takedowns. Yeah. He, he's long. He's athletic. He's probably got an, he's got an unbelievable jab and an unbelievable counter. For as long as this fight lasts, it'll be entertaining I don't see it going to the judges' scorecards, despite the fact that Johnny Walker went to the judges' scorecards his last time out. I think we're getting a finish. I think we're getting a violent finish, and we're getting an early finish uh, when these two guys step into the octagon tomorrow night for the uh, light heavyweight main event. So looking at these odds here, if we look at Jamal Hill by knockout or TKO, you're getting minus 130 by that. You're getting Johnny Walker by knockout or TKO at plus 300 right now. If you look at the round props, on this, the over-unders right now, Jamal Hill in round one, two, or three is minus 105. So if you're looking at that, so if you take Jamal Hill uh, uh, in round one, two, or three, and the method of victory, Jamal Hill by knockout, that's what you're looking at to, in, in this main event here. Absolutely. Inside the distance for Jamal Hill and, and him via KO, yeah, you said $1.35, $1.40. I just don't think Johnny Walker is is going to be, you know, tentative and, and uh, you know, just, re- you know, have that resolve to, to stay there and be patient. What works for him is going to kill or be killed. And, and he leaves that chin up and he's got a little bit of a reputation now of having kind of a, a glass, uh, you know, chin. And Jamal Hill probably should have knocked out Paul Craig as well, but he stupidly went to the ground against a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt prior to that. Uh, you know, he's been knocking guys out. He knocked out a very impressive light heavyweight in Jimmy Crute in 50 seconds his last time out. Actually, a fight that I incorrectly handicapped. I had Jimmy Crute winning that fight. but It happens. J- j- look, j- uh, and, and look, and, and that's the thing about me, too, and, and you know this. Like, you got to own up to your losses and, yeah. and, and you know, maybe tout the wins, but own up to the losses. And I handicapped that wrong. I thought Jimmy Crute was too big too soon for, for Hill, but that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case. So I'm expecting Hill to shine. I agree with the odds, but I'm not going to lay 240 for him to win because he's going to get the win inside three rounds. So I'll, I'll lay the juice you know, a little bit. 
get the win via KO and, and take that and, and, and call it a night. It's always exciting when you go into a night knowing that the main event is going to be a violent finish like that where two guys that go for the knockout, that go for the early end to a fight. So I like that. Jamal Hill by knockout at minus 130. We mentioned uh, coming off a short rest. You know, if we look to the next uh, the next fight, Jamie Pickett against Kyle Dawkins, Jamie Pickett's coming up on short notice as well. So how how does that affect him going to this fight against Kyle Dawkins? Um, I mean, I, I think I think it's fine just because you know Kyle Dawkins is also going to kind of bring the similar game plan that that uh, Jamie Pickett's looking to execute, get this fight to the ground and and, and kind of wrestle. The issue that Jamie Pickett's going to run into is that Kyle Dawkins is next level compared to what Pickett's seen so far inside the octagon. Uh, you know, Dawkins has that wrestling background. He's extremely tough. He's ex- a very strong cardio. He's five years younger than Jamie Pickett. Uh, and this was supposed to be Julian Marquez, uh, the guy that, um, oh, man, what's the uh, singer his name? Oh, man. Now, this, this, this is the hard thing that I, when I have to uh, equate it to music, um, you'll probably know, she sings uh, Came In Like a Wrecking Ball. Uh, oh, Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. He yeah. asked Miley Cyrus out okay. after, uh, like, that was his post-fight victory yeah. speech. How'd that well, go? I don't think he got Not the date. Well. I don't think he got <laughs> I don't think he got the date. Uh, Kyle Dacus, though, uh, you know, look, it, I think is going to just be better everywhere in, in this fight. And it's, it's again, we talked about this, I think, two weeks ago on, on the podcast. Like, it's it's the COVID-era co-main event. I mean, neither of these guys should be in the co-main event slot, mm-hmm. but they are. Um, I'm looking at Dawkins on the over. Dawkins via decision probably as a prop play to play because Jamie Pickett is a tough out. But Kyle Dawkins, once he gets this fight to the ground, is going to be able to control uh, and, and out grapple, just outwork Jamie Pickett in this fight. So I think Dawkins should be the clear favorite at 270. But that's too much to, to lay. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll look for him to go to the judges' scorecards, win it via three round unanimous decision. So if you go Dawkins by points, you're looking at a plus 145 right there. If you want to take the over the round props, if you're looking at that, and if you want to go uh, Dawkins to win in round three, you could even get him, you know, by submission or whatever in round three, you could get him at 11 to 1. So if that you could wanna... be a play. Okay. I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't ignore the fact because Dawkins does have submission, you know, game under his belt. And, you know, if he could wear on Jamie Pickett again, who's taking it on short notice. You know, he wasn't expecting to have a fight. Uh, Dawkins has been preparing for a better fighter than Jamie Pickett. And it also bothers me. He had a rough me. 2021, right? Like where the bunch of fights were canceled on Canceled, him and- then he got the, uh, you know, he was looking good against Kevin Holland, who's a big name, and, mm-hmm. and then that fight got uh, stopped because of an apparent eye poke. Kevin Holland couldn't continue. But I'll say this about Jamie Pickett. Here's another nickname I'm going to drop. He lost to the Beverly Hills ninja Jordan Wright. And Jordan Wright these is... nicknames are amazing. It, it, these nicknames are amazing, and Jordan Wright is a fun competitor because he either gets knocked out in the first round or knocks his opponent out in the first round. Round, but he's no longer in the UFC because he got knocked out three times uh, in a row. Uh, and Jamie Pickett lost to, lost to Jordan Wright. So uh, take that for what it's worth. It's Dawkins, in my opinion, and Dawkins likely going to the judges' scorecards, but may, maybe a late finish, as you alluded to. All right, so we're looking at Dawkins by points at plus 40, 145 is the play there. These are all odds courtesy of FanDuel Sportsbook. When we go to the next fight, Parker Porter against Alan Boudot, this looks like a good fight on paper, but when you look at the odds for this fight, let me pull them up here real quickly. When you look at the odds for this fight, you know, these two guys um, has won, one of them has won four out of his last five fights. So you look at, you look at it and Porter here, the big favorite here at minus 270, but Alan Boudot can be scrappy at plus 220, right? No, 
I don't. No, okay. I, I, well, I don't. I don't think my so. research. I, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Yeah. But he's got a cool nickname. He, well, yes. He, yes. This time we're not going to talk about the nicknames because I think Parker Porter is going to be in the UFC for quite some time. I think Budo will not be in the UFC come Sunday morning. Okay. I, I just think Parker Porter is just going to be too big. Uh, too athletic, even though he's six foot two sixty, he's going to have better cardio. He's going to be better technically uh, from a striking standpoint. And if he gets this fight to the ground, I, I don't believe Alan Boudot is going to be uh, getting up. And granted, you know, Boudot did take a fight on short notice in his UFC debut, but then he got stopped by uh, Rafael Nascimento. This guy is a light heavyweight competing at heavyweight, so the size is going to be an issue for him. So I'm going to I'm gonna likely suggest that Porter's going to get a finish in this fight, even though the last two times out uh, he looked impressive but went to the judges' scorecards. And I think you can still get it at plus money right now. Porter inside the distance, mm-hmm. uh, about plus 105, plus 110. Yeah, I think this is an easy win for Parker Porter. I don't believe Alan Boudot is going to present too much of a challenge for him uh, tomorrow night. So if you look at Porter, you look by knockout, you're looking at plus 150 right there. Par- uh, Porter by points at plus 250. So if you're looking to take a shot there, that plus 150 Porter by knockout's looking good? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think I think because he's just going to be better on the feet. You know, I don't think that Porter's going to look to take this fight to the ground. He's seen Boudot get stopped in both of his UFC fights, even though the one was a no contest because Nascimento ended up uh, getting tested positive for marijuana or, or some sort of uh, other, you know, a PED, but we'll just call it marijuana in this case. So he is technically over and two inside the UFC, both of them mm-hmm. via stoppages. And also, Porter's kind of a, a unique story. This is a guy that made his debut in mixed martial arts in 2007, but he didn't really fight regularly until 2018. He decided to, to hang it up and concentrate on being a family man and a father, but now he, he set himself up outside the cage, dedicated himself for mixed martial arts, got to the UFC, and now he's been victorious in the UFC, and he's a full-time fighter. So that, that's why I think that he's going to be successful tomorrow night. But again, there's a lot of heavy favorites on this card, so you yeah. got to find unique ways to get value. And I think Porter, even though, again, he went to the judges' scorecards his last two fights, uh, should get the finish this time around. Well, the next two fights we're going to look at are a little bit shorter odds, right, when you're looking at it. Jim, And this one, to me, intrigues me the most because you've got the grizzled veteran. Jim Miller's basically fought everybody yeah. in the UFC in his division. And then you've got Nicholas Mata, who's like the younger guy, more athletic, trying to make his rise in the UFC. So you've got kind of like the guy who's trying to stay relevant and trying to keep his name in the game and that kind of thing. And then you've got the next guy, Nicholas Mata, who's up there who's like, hey, it's my time now. It's sorry, old guy, but like, old guy. Like, he's he's a year older <laughs> than me, like an old guy. Like, But still, like, I'm not fighting in the UFC. You're not fighting in the UFC. So, like, to, they're old guys, right? Yeah, I mean, Jim, Jim Miller, this is his 50th career fight, That's 40th UFC fight. He's got the UFC record uh, for fights. Uh, he's been the fight of the night seven times, the submission of the night three times, the performance of the night three times. Um, look, and he hasn't been finished since 2018, and, and the last guy to do that against him is the current UFC lightweight champion, Charles Oliveira. I mean, Jim Miller's going to be breaking arms when he's 60. I mean, it, the guy's awesome. He walks out the uh, Credence Clearwater Revival. You got to love that. Um, and, and look, you know, despite the fact of how many times he's fought, he's four and three in his last seven. Uh, and he beat, uh, you know, a couple of up and comers, Roosevelt Roberts, uh, about a year and a half, two years ago when he was a heavy underdog. But lately the trend has been where Jim Miller is the favorite. Uh, he wins when he's the underdog. He loses the Roosevelt Roberts outside of that, the last seven fights. He's the underdog in this, in this fight. It's, and it's, and it's interesting. He's now, he's now become like the gatekeeper 
for getting to the UFC. Because Mata, look, he, he's been on the UFC's radar. They've tried to book him like two or three times to make his UFC debut. Those fights have fallen out. This is his UFC debut. Welcome to the UFC. You're facing Jim Miller, the guy that's made history upon history inside the octagon. Um, he comes from a good regional promotion. He comes from Cage Warriors. It's a very strong promotion in Europe. He was the former lightweight champion in that promotion. He's a very solid striker, which has caused issues for Jim Miller. So Jim Miller wants to get this fight to the ground. He is an outstanding Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt and has so many submissions at his disposal. If Mata could keep this on the feet, he could either win via decision or get a knockout. Um, if this fight goes to the ground, I'm likely going to see a Jim Miller uh, submission victory. So where I'm leaning is the under two and a half. I think we okay. get a finish. I think we get a finish because I don't want to just outright bet against Jim Miller uh, in, in this fight because he's crafty. He got a second round uh, knockout his last time out. He had that submission victory over Roosevelt Roberts. He, you know he submitted Clay Guida about uh, eight fights ago. So he still got it in, in his DNA to be a finisher, be a killer when he smells blood. But I still also think long in the tooth. You know, this fight's going to start outstanding. That's going to be a very big issue for a guy that's got a Muay Thai background and some very powerful punches. Mm-hmm. So, Mata, I think I, I do think Mata wins. If you ask me who's going to win the fight, I do believe Mata gets the victory because I'm going with that trend for Jim Miller of losing as the underdog. But I think the under is the safer play. All right, so if you want to take a flyer on Jim Miller, Jim Miller by submission at plus 340 looks good if you wanted to take a flyer on him. Is it plus 340 right Jim now? Miller by submission is plus 340 right now. I mean, he, well, look. He's not going to knock him out. Even though he had a knockout his last time out, he's yeah. not going to knock out Mata. So he's going he's gonna to submit him, which is more the likely case with Jim Miller. So that actually might be a look for me because I'm, I'm suggesting that, that, that under. All right, so maybe a little sprinkle on look, that. I'm maybe learning, I'm learning on... some things here. Hey, hey, <laughs> look at that. No, I'm, hey, I'm just giving you the odds nah, here, man. Kidding. I'm propping you up. And then our final fight that we're going to preview here before we get to some undercard picks real quick, uh, Joaquin Buckley against Abdul Razak Hassan. And, yeah, I can say that one correctly. You did. Uh, <laughs> nice uh, this one, the, probably the shortest uh, odds of the main event here, of the main card here for UFC Fight Night on Saturday night. Uh, Al-Hassan is a plus 140 underdog. Buckley, uh, minus 166 favorite these two guys here um have have liked to end it fast basically this is not this is another fight where you're looking at where it's not going to go the distance the question is is it going to be submission is it going to be knockout how do you kind of see this one going? oh i think it's going to be knockout both these guys really not well versed uh, on the ground and 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 known for their uh submissions uh joaquin buckley just to remind you he's the guy with the viral knockout where his leg was was caught and then he did like a a 360 and and knocked out impact Uh saga yeah that was that that went like number one on sports center's top 10 um uh, Al Hassan is is eleven and four. All eleven of his victories are in the first round, wow. uh, including his last time out where uh, he had a head kick knockout. Here's here are a couple of things about Al Hassan. You know he came with a lot of hype. You know his first I think three or four you know wins in the UFC, all knockout, all first round. Then he stumbled a little bit. He was dealing with some issues outside the octagon, some legal problems outside the octagon. Then he jumped up to middleweight, lost to Jacob Malkoon, who we had last week mm-hmm. as, as an outright winner, uh, got out-grappled, out-wrestled. Then, and, and that was his first fight at middleweight. Second time around at middleweight, 17-second head kick knockout. Back to maybe being who he is. Joaquin Buckley, even though he's athletic and he's got out some outstanding finishes, I believe 10 in his career, um, this fight's at middleweight and looked like Al Hassan was solid on the on the scales uh, on Friday afternoon. 
I might actually look at Al Hassan a little bit here in, as a play, as an underdog, because I think maybe he's dealt with the outside issues before. Uh, he's he's right at middleweight. He's not making that drastic weight cut at, at, at 170. And plus the fact Buckley's been knocked out before. Buckley does, uh, you know, has some questionable chin. So, and Buckley's not going to be able to have that one-shot power. Uh, he's going to have to do it, uh, you know, with a momentum, and he's going to have to do it with a, you know, a, a multitude of strikes, whereas Al Hassan has that one-punch knockout power. So it's fun that we get the Walker uh, you know, and Hill fight to, mm-hmm. to close out the card and this one to open up the main card because I'm expecting to finish in both of those fights. So if you go Al Hassan by knockout, you're getting plus 250 right there. That's great odds. So uh, that's the main card right there. Any quick picks for the undercard that you're looking at uh, that maybe people can play before this main card kicks off? Yeah, I was already high on uh, David Onama, who is uh, making his uh, second appearance inside the octagon dower 65 favorite he made his ufc debut up a weight class on three days notice and went three rounds uh with a guy that the ufc is extremely high on now he's at his natural weight class against gabriel benitez who came in heavy at the weigh-ins that's not a good sign and benitez uh you know has been stopped in i think three of his last five fights against a striker so onama is, is going to be a, probably a small play for me at that dower 65 price but it's probably ballooned up since uh this you know when this podcast goes live for those listening because of the the weight miss for benitez all right and we're gonna have a production meeting on the fly here your one lock of the week we're gonna call it your knockout pick of the week doesn't necessarily have to be a knockout but one you know is going one though you're most confident is going to cash uh, I'm confident in Parker Porter's ability to 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 get the finish against Alan Boudel, a guy again who's been finished twice in his two UFC appearances. Porter's just going to be better everywhere. He's got knockout power in him. I think he gets on top and gets a TKO victory in that in that heavyweight main card fight. That's Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at Woodon1063. Get all of his picks at FatJackSports.com. If someone goes on to FatJackSports.com and goes to your page with all the fight picks, what are you going to get? Yeah, I mean, we're, look, we've got options for just one night of fights. We've got options for three months of fights to get the picks sent directly to your phone or emailed as well. Jack's also going to have, you know, as you know, NCAA action coming up. He's mm-hmm. been very solid with college basketball, March Madness. And, and like I, t- I, I talked about, look, you got a question about it? I'm open to it. Ask me a question. Send me a DM. Follow me on Twitter, one on one zero six three. I'll take a look at the fights and answer it. Just because we went through the main card and a couple prelim picks doesn't mean I've got an opinion on every fight. I mean, I watch, I study, I look mm-hmm. at every fight. I just try to find the best value, and that's why I think we released – Six fights, six uh, plays for uh, Saturday night via FatJackSports.com. So check out FatJackSports.com. Check out Jordan Sherwood on Twitter at Wood on 1063 You can hear him on Vizen. You can hear him right here on the un- an unnamed MMA podcast. We'll be back next week with another all-new episode previewing another UFC fight night.